Welcome to the Flow Podcast again. I'm now joined by Andy Hawthorne, as always. How are you doing, Andy? I'm all right, Ian. And welcome all you new listeners. We keep getting the stats and uh, every month it's going up. Thousands more people listening yeah. in. So that's great news. We do. We have thousands of people listening, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, much more than we had with that Ian Henderson fellow when he used to present, Ian, I tell you. Well, I'm not taking any credit, obviously. <laughs> you know. So, uh, so, Andy, last time, just you were just about to fly out to South Africa. I think we did the last podcast. I think the day before you yeah. went out there so um you had an amazing trip out there didn't you yeah it's really kicking i mean this is our first international hub yeah we hope the first of many over the next few years but obviously it's important that the first one gets off with a bang and it really has mm. so i was out preaching at various churches doing launch events business gatherings all kinds of different events uh, a busy schedule but it was really amazing i mean one of those times where we just felt you were riding a wave Mm. Uh, and uh, as a result of that trip, the uh, the team there, we've got a little team of three guys at the moment working on Message South Africa. They've had to rip up their plans <laughs> and uh, decide to do more. Right. And even maybe today, possibly tomorrow, there's a gathering of business guys, mm. a dozen key businessmen, one or two flying in from Johannesburg, but a number from Cape Town, looking at Enterprise Centre in uh, Cape Town. So as well as the first couple of Eden teams, I'm prisons ministry going on and reintegration we hope to have uh, the message enterprise center cape town so it's all happening yeah and it feels like there's a lot of open doors there, yeah, doesn't it? i mean it's really interesting um that we are uh, the start of some things it can be really hard work yeah. or it can absolutely rock yeah. and uh, seems to be one or the other but yeah. this is totally open doors i mean we did a an exploring eden evening yeah. people interested in moving onto eden teams 80 people turned out business uh, a business fundraising dinner yeah. over 200 guys and all the budget was raised and more wow. which i mean we've never had that before <laughs> so it's like really crazy stuff so there's lots of recruitment going on mm. for eden team leaders prisons team leaders somebody to lead the enterprise center initiative mm. I mean, they're flying over there, so it's fantastic. And, and there's already work going on, isn't there? That's one of the great things. It's not they're not just in development stage. There's actually week in, week out work yep. happening in prisons, in particular, because some of the guys have been working in prisons for a number of years, and they're continuing that work, aren't they? Yeah. So they're all they're all mentoring guys. Mo mm. Most of them are in gangs and prison, and have come to Christ. Uh, the first Eden team workers are moving in yeah. to a couple of uh, 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 communities out there, Salt River and Pelican Park, going to mm -hmm. be the first couple of Eden teams. These won't mean much to you, but they are really deprived communities that are crying out for gospel witness and that salt and yeast. So really, really encouraging. So much more to come. One lovely thing that happened um, that, uh, at that very Eden, exploring Eden evening, mm -hmm. uh, if you know anything about the history of your, the message, you know, one of our absolute touchstone scriptures is Psalm 37, 5 to 11. Yeah. It's given to me in a car park, the first time I'd ever spoken publicly about Eden. A guy who didn't even know if myself and my brother in the car were Christians. He just said, I feel compelled to give you these verses. Mm. And they've been verses that we've spoken about over and over again because I knew it was from God. Mm. God said, Commit your way to me and I'll do this. The righteousness of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Yeah. Fantastic promise over Eden and message that the cause, I mean, I can often not be the man I should be, but the cause of the poor and the lost, reaching the hardest to reach, that's hot on God's heart. Yeah. So we've carried that with us. I spoke up the first time publicly to speak about Eden in Cape Town. Uh, this exploring Eden evening, 10 past nine, and Tim Tucker, who's our South Africa director, got a text on his phone just as I stood up to speak. And it was a couple, Martha and Boaz, they're called, who pray and fast for Tim and the, the work he's involved in. Didn't know anything about Psalm 37, 5 to 11. That it had been one of my verses way back. But the text said, we've been praying for you and fasting for you this week mm. as you launch message in South Africa. And God's given us this verse. Yeah. The righteousness of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Mm. You know, an amazing revival verse. Yeah. And it was like God saying, 
I meant it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. I really did mean it. Yeah. Perhaps you've not seen the full measure. Yeah. There's so much more to come. So really exciting. Yeah. And they've also had this like, Oaks of Righteousness kind of verse, haven't they? Oh. They've kind of been yep. living with. And just say, tell us a little bit about that, because yep. th- those kind of two things really go together, don't they? Yes. So they so that's Isaiah 61, yeah. um, some of our favourite verses in the Bible, mm. where Isaiah talks of out of the ashes, mm. out of the brokenness, big strong oaks of righteousness Mm. not springing up like a mushroom and dying overnight but long lasting Mm. ready to multiply Mm. uh, oaks of righteousness but not just oaks of righteousness not Mm. just people from gangs and all kinds of issues and criminality Mm. becoming beautiful men of god or women of god Mm. but a planting for the display of the lord's splendor yeah and i think that basically that's the message yeah it's wild animals will honor me Mm. those i've formed to declare my praise Mm. it's these people who seem at the moment like they've got so little potential actually can become strong and big in the Lord. Mm. Uh, but God gets so much glory out of that. Absolutely. It's a planting for the display of the Lord's splendor. Yeah. That's why, you know, my job as whatever founder, leader of the message is just to keep Jesus at the center. Because mm. when we get stories, this morning we were having a message enterprise center board meeting. Mm. And one of the testimonies in in Flow magazine was a girl who'd been 17 years heroin addict, a girl called Laura who works in our Shine Hair and Beauty. Mm. And uh, she'd been in psychiatric care. She'd been written off, told she'd be spending the rest of her life in psychiatric mm. hospital. Yeah. Then she meets Jesus. Yeah. And uh, one of the trustees' wife said, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. And if you can meet Laura, she's just the most beautiful woman of God who's a hairdresser and getting married and yeah. just just amazing. Because yeah. And it's the Lord. It, mm. Laura is an oak of righteousness, mm. but she's a planting for the display of the Lord's splendor. There's some stuff only God can do. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And Enterprise Centre is going well, isn't it? It's the hardest thing we've ever done, but also we're seeing some real breakthroughs yeah. in people's lives, aren't we? Well, yes, we are. Yeah. We are. And... and uh, even people who struggle a bit keep coming back. <laughs> you know, we've yeah. actually had to sack a couple of people, yeah. but which has been tragic, you know, because yeah. they do crazy things and we have to have a, a standard. Mm. But they always seem to come back. Yeah. They come back to our church and they come back saying, yeah. I'm repentant. Can I have my job back? I know I did this wrong. And yeah. yeah, the great thing is there's endless second chances at the cross. Absolutely. And we want to be those people who are unlike other businesses who... Yeah keep believing in people and uh, still the cases that nobody who's been an apprentice at the enterprise center has even been as far as you know back to court yeah never mind prison so and that's a miracle absolute it's a planting for the display of the lord's splendor and the bit that the really exciting bit is the multiplication bit Mm. yesterday i had some guys uh over from edinburgh Mm -hmm. who as a result of seeing us have got a real vision for setting up businesses yeah. in their tough estates. Tomorrow, people in Cape Town will meet yeah. to talk about what could it look like in their context. Mm-hmm. And I heard Rick Warren say um, that 50% of the world's men are unemployed. Wow. If the church could be mobilized to provide work for those men, yeah. we'd win the world for Jesus. Yeah. So that's, that's, amazing, that's it? it's an amazing thought, isn't it? Yeah, and it really we could is. do it, the church, if we yeah. could just get our act together. We're not yeah. just meant to meet on a Sunday. Yeah. We're meant to provide work and care and support and housing and all the good stuff that, you know, the, the rector, the old rector a few hundred years ago had the cure of souls. Yeah. He, he had the job of caring for the whole community yeah. imagine if the church could position itself like that again absolutely and that's what the church used to do wasn't yeah of course it's, it is yeah and it's government that's kind of taken over some of those roles but we're saying well actually you know it's our responsibility we take responsibility for our city yeah. don't we yeah and the government's yeah. not getting the job done yeah There's still millions of people unemployed and 80% of young offenders who come out of prison are back within two years. Well, yeah. it's, it's wrong. Yeah. And and Jesus is the answer. Yeah, and it's not our clever plans, is it? It's Jesus. No, That's the totally. thing, isn't it? That's it. Fantastic. Yeah, spot on. So there's been some other really cool things happening this month. So yeah. um, in the, within since the last time we did a podcast, we've had Urban Hero Awards London, which yeah. is our very first one. Yeah. So um, that was a great night, wasn't it? I was yeah. down there as well, and it yeah. was a fantastic night, wasn't it? It was. Emirates Stadium. Yeah. So again, we've got our first six Eden teams. So we same model, yeah. same unashamed gospel stories. Uh, we had Ian Duncan Smith, uh, you know, the mm. cabinet minister, 
uh, community secretary, now work and pension secretary, yeah. and uh, he he was meant to be coming, as far as I knew, yeah. to present an award and introduce the evening. And then he's a busy guy, off he went. But he stayed with his private secretary for the whole evening, yeah. eleven o'clock at night. He's still networking with all these kids with their great stories, and yeah. uh, so just uh, and lots of business people. And over £50,000 raised on the night for Eden in London. And we're hoping that's going to be the message in London. We yeah. want to see bands and we want to see enterprise centres and yeah. who knows. So, yeah, encouraging. Really good evening. It was good a evening. good night. And the one of the kind of cool things was there was like a couple of performances on the evening from young people, wasn't yeah. there? So there was uh, Embrace um, and Fresh Beats, who are yeah. uh, young people that are kind of working, you know, alongside our Eden teams, kids that our Eden teams have been reaching, doing sort of creative art stuff, yep. which was great because that's yeah. where we went to take it in London, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and we felt yesterday, we had our prayer day yesterday. And uh, the thing I love about our new Eden director, Sam Ward, is he's mad for souls. Yeah. I mean, he's, a, he's just the salvation boy. Yeah. And so uh, he brought Eden team after Eden team with stories of young people coming to Christ. Great. And it feels like there's a real wave of that salvation stuff. Yeah. It's great training guys in creative arts. It's good to yeah. care for people, good to provide jobs. But oh, yeah. first and foremost, this is what William Booth said, <laughs> we're a salvation people. Absolutely, yeah. And um, we at Prayer Day, we also had a performance of a new, well, it's a play, but it's also got a lot of dance. It's very creative and called mm. Smile Away, which wow. In Your Face and uh, Square One have been working together on. It was incredible, wasn't Amazing. it? Amazing. I, I, love, I love the fact, and this is what I was thinking watching it, it feels like everything's going to another level. Yeah. And there's a real good competition between our creative teams. Mm. You know, we're not asking them to stay late in the studio and just really work on the materials. They want to because mm. there's an excellence. And this is the best play we've ever done. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. Uh, well, it's an Easter story, but it's any time of year. And if, if you're a, a, a church leader or you've got an opportunity to put this play on, there's still room to book it and you will not be disappointed absolutely amazing yeah we were blown away by yeah, it yeah totally was, it was a fantastic fantastic thing yeah very good so um so we've got some other dates for the diary coming up so um think recruitment's going well with eden and we've got our proximity um conference coming up haven't we just yeah. tell us a little bit about what proximity is. well i mean he, oh, oh, he, proximity historically has been our eden conference yeah. so we gather people who have this heart for urban youth work and community work all our Eden workers gather, but we also, people are interested in doing stuff like Eden. So previous years, we've had about 150 people there. Well, with two months to go, we've smashed that already. Mm. Six weeks to go, actually. Yeah. We've smashed that and we're probably getting on for 200 booked in already. Yeah. We've only got room for 300. So mm. there's every chance that it's going to be packed out. Mm. Bill Hogg's flying over from Canada, who's just an amazing communicator. Mm. Carl Beach, lots of you know Carl Beach, who's yeah. lived and breathed Eden type stuff. I'll be doing stuff. Sam Ward. Yeah. We've got some brilliant worship leaders. It's going to be a really special weekend. So yeah. um, don't miss that. The good news about Eden, yeah. we want more. We really need about a hundred workers a year moving yeah. into the tough communities, you know, yeah. so we can roll out every six weeks a new Eden team, which is our vision. At the moment, we're probably moving towards about 50 a year. Mm. That's more than twice what we had last year. Yeah. But next year, please, God, give us a hundred. Yeah. And uh, we've got teams up and down the country that are crying out for workers. We've got church partners. Mm. We've even got money in place. Yeah. to grant fund Eden teams we just need workers yeah. so I'm hoping people come to proximity conference and yeah. catch your vision and if you're thinking about Eden it'd be a great place to start yeah so it's 8th and 9th of May that's right isn't yeah. it and we've also got uh, Francis Chan coming on a little Skype call for that as well which yeah. will be interesting so yeah. really interesting yeah. guy isn't he on the poster it says Francis Chan in mass <laughs> massive letters via Skype <laughs> really tiny yeah <laughs> that's, that's why we've got so many people booked in yeah I'm going to have to dress up as Francis Chan yeah <laughs> anyway. I saw him at New Wine a couple of years ago he was absolutely oh, fantastic oh what a communicator yeah. and he really carries this value absolutely. I believe him and his family even though he leads this huge church have yeah. moved into a, the inner city and are really doing this thing so yeah. very good so yeah definitely book for Proximity if you go to our website all the details are on there mm. it's definitely a time not to be missed and if you live miles away and you can't come we also podcast those sessions as well don't we record them yep. and podcast them so you can have a listen to them back if you're interested in that kind of urban ministry yeah and if you love the message um 
please share the podcast around. It's yeah. all free. We just want to make it available to anybody who might find it encouraging. But we have some absolutely top communicators pass through this building and yeah. and uh, that some of the new guys who've joined us recently, Jamie Hill, mm. Christian Allsworth, Sam Ward. Mm. I mean, these people, yeah. they're, I'm just blown away. Yeah. I'm listening in my car sometimes thinking, in the building, we've got mm. such excellence. I, I'm yeah. biased, but you won't be disappointed if you listen to these guys teaching. It's world-class. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, and you were just saying about Carl Beach there. So I think it was we've had a we've had a couple of Pride Days since the last one, and Carl Beach's at the oh, last Pride Day amazing. was outstandingly yeah. good, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. definitely have a listen to that. And, and a guy who's been inver- involved in urban ministry himself, he runs a Christian Vision for Men, but he's been inver- involved in urban ministry for a yep. long time, hasn't he? Yeah. So have a listen to that. Um, so with some other dates for your diary, um, which are coming up, um, 23rd of May, we've got our uh, Academy Open Day. So we run this training course out of here called Academy. Just tell us what that is, Andy. We've been doing it for quite a few years now, haven't we? Well, yeah, they're all actually in <laughs> India at the moment. Yeah. Flew out to India oh, yesterday. Yeah, of course, yeah. So uh, part of... Of the academy courses there's a mission trip yeah uh alongside the poorest of the poor a new thing we've added this year yeah so they're out working with a charity called life association who work amongst the dalit peoples and mm. it's going to absolutely knock the socks off yeah just to touch the poorest of the poor bless the poorest of the poor see jesus in his most distressing disguise as mother Teresa said yeah it changes your life and yeah. so they're going to come back wrecked but yeah. wrecked in a good way yeah so they're out there now but that's a small part of it really 10 days mm. towards the end of the course the year program is living and working with us here in the manchester getting involved with eden and the bus ministry and prisons work but also lots of academy students get developed in creative arts yeah some of our best creatives some of our people who work with in your face and 1224 and yeah. Brightline, all these fantastic bands are have cut and theatre company have come through the academy yeah so we love that Square yeah. One, yeah. Uh, Vital Signs. Some of our best evangelists yeah. have been trained up for a year mm. and then they stay with us and journey with us. Some people come for a year, mm. go off and do stuff elsewhere, but I don't think there'd be a single person yeah. who wouldn't say it's been absolutely instrumental in accelerating them in God's purposes. So it tends to be teaching in the mornings at, and out on mission in the afternoon or evening. Yeah, and it kind of it grows during the year, doesn't it? So it's, it starts off kind of more teaching and then as they go on, they do more and more missions. So kind of the, the phase are in now is they just do a mission the whole yeah. time, aren't they? Yeah. Which is exciting. And if you want to hear some more sort of testimonies of that, if you... Um, get hold of our latest flow magazine it's available you can sign up through the website and you can actually download it as well um flow magazine's got a feature this month hasn't it yeah uh, and, and now is a good time to get in touch there's still still yeah. some places left for this year yeah uh, tends to be 18 to 25 ish yeah young adults who are really ready who have a heart for evangelism or, uh, or urban mission uh, and or our creative art, it's, you know, have some gifting in creative arts and we'll, yeah. we'll help you raise your game in those areas. Yeah, and it starts September and runs for 10 months. So yep. yeah, check it out on the website. Um, on saying about the website, we've just launched a new website, which looks very fancy. So go and check that out. It's all optimised for mobile now as well. So you can get on there on your your Android phone or your iPhone. It looks it looks very tasty. Yeah. Which is cool. And it got hacked this week. We did. <laughs> so something funny was that. So if you went on for one or two days, you wouldn't have got the message website, but you don't want to know about that. We kind of take it as a badge of honour that we're worth hacking. Right? Yeah. Something, like, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I was going to say about, we, we as far as dates for the diary, is we have our open day again, mm. which is a great opportunity for people to come and hang out with us and see some of the, the teams that we've been talking about and come to the Enterprise Centre, all that stuff so that's coming up on this 7th of june so it's always a good time isn't it andy yeah and i think for a lot of people it can be really inspiring i hope yeah. so I, sometimes you can take it for granted mm. but when you actually when you actually see it all come together you know we have over 100 people working here yeah uh, and we have all these bands and all the creators plus now we have the message enterprise center yeah. which in itself is a very very inspiring place to be so just come it's all free we have all kinds of free ice creams and hot dogs and performances and yeah. and loads of fun stuff during the day but also yeah. a chance to hear the vision for the future yeah so yeah definitely come up plan to come along for yeah. some of that day 
it's um, really good it's it's free and you get all that stuff so it's definitely worth you don't have to book you can just turn up yeah and, and we normally get fun. well thousands i think don't we through yeah over, through over of- the whole day last year it, yeah i think we had about a thousand people it was it was fantastic yeah really good fun so definitely come along to that and um yeah, yeah that's and- me exaggerating i said thousands it was thousand. probably a thousand. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but hey, maybe this year. No, you, know, yeah. you, you never well, do know. We might run out of burgers if yeah. we have more than a thousand. Mm. Um, so anything that people can be praying for, Andy? I know there's been some, some illness in some of the people in the team, so it'd be good to pray into that, definitely, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, it would. We do pray for protection. Yeah. Uh, we feel like we're... But that was sounding too arrogant. I really thought a prayer day um, on Monday this week. I thought... You know, this this thing is a move of God. Mm. It's actually, no man could make this up. It's not like somebody had a good idea 20 years ago. Yeah, God's really doing something. The testimonies, mm. the growth, the impact on the mm. the most broken. It's a God thing. Yeah, But that kind of thing gets the attention of the devil. Mm. Again, if you don't mind me quoting William Booth once <laughs> more. He said, we must be onto something good because hell's clearly agitated by it. Yeah, And uh, alongside tremendous breakthrough in advance we're seeing a lot of opposition yeah and especially a lot of illness and some really bizarre illness yeah. in the team and some really serious illness so yeah we just love you to pray for protection and blessing and favor mm. and we've got time to literally list the numbers of people either mm. personally or in their families are seeing some yeah. quite heavy serious stuff so yeah i think we'd really appreciate that once you if we keep our head down and just get on with our little Christian life, um, I don't think the devil wants to bother us too much. If we get involved in reaching the poor and the lost and the hurting and giving real glory to Jesus, mm. he's mad about that. Yeah. Uh, but we've also seen some breakthroughs in those things as well, which is have, amazing yeah. as people have been praying for us. But and yeah, the, but and, and, the, and people, yeah. I realise you can't be too spooky about it and everything's <laughs> not the devil. But yeah. actually, these things do tend, especially when you pray and you come mm. against them in prayer, mm. they tend to backfire. Uh, every time, and you, yeah. <laughs> and you just end up more united, more full of faith yeah. with a great story. I mean, it's two years since Michelle had her horrible accident in Bangkok and we just got such a testimony yeah. of how tight we are now as a couple as a result of that and mm. and how God's used that to give mm. us a whole another level of empathy for people and yeah yeah so it's what God does it's amazing yeah. and Michelle's doing great isn't she, she is. worth kind of updating people and maybe listen to the podcast and she's yeah well, she's doing she? really really good she she um, said to me so it's two years since she had this accident when mm. it looked like she could die and certainly looked like she's going to have brain damage for a little period and had lots of breaks and metal plates put in her face she looks brilliant. She looks fantastic. I'm biased, but I do think so. <laughs> but but she knew in herself, she just wasn't 100% there. Mm. Even, you know, a month ago, nobody else would know, but just memory stuff and little multitasking things she's finding hard. And uh, Anthony Delaney, my friend who, who is a senior pastor at Ivy Manchester Church, texted me a month ago and said oh our leaders prayer meeting we've been praying for michelle Mm. and specifically for the last 10 percent and sometimes healing's like that isn't it yeah we just keep banging away and keep Mm. believing and god does a miracle but you know even jesus did progressive miracles i think we need to we need to see that even more Mm. but two weeks ago michelle said to me i feel normal i just feel like me and I thought, I told her about Anthony's text. I just thought, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, He's just so amazing. amazing. Yeah. 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 Good. That's that's great news. I know loads yeah. of people oh, no. were praying oh, for such a long time. Ridiculous. Yeah. We still get people asking wherever I go about yeah. Michelle. So, so God really, you know. And I, I felt at the time that was a an assault. Yeah. You know, trying to take me out. Because yeah. uh, that's a sure way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good, Andy. We uh, Thanks for your time. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have loads to talk about again next month. Great. God bless you. Thanks Cheers. very much. So I'm now joined uh, by the magic of technology uh, by Tim Tucker all the way from South Africa. Hi, Tim. Hi. Good afternoon, Ian. How you doing? You okay? Yeah, great. Thanks. Fantastic. Good, good. For those astute listeners will notice that Tim doesn't have a South African accent. So, Tim, where are you actually from? Well, I guess I call uh, Staley Bridge home, just uh, east of Manchester and Greater Manchester. That's where we moved as a family when I was 11 years old, went to Trinity School in Staley Bridge. But you've lived out in South Africa for about 10 years now? Uh, Longer, just over 15 years now. Moved to South Africa in 98. 
Okay, and so, uh, just before that, you were looking at potentially being in one of our Eden teams as well, kind of over in sort of East Manchester, weren't you? Yeah, well, what happened was um, I was a youth worker at uh, Motram Evangelical Church, and um, as a youth leader, took often took our youngsters through to Planet Life events and various message tribe um, back in the day stuff when Andy used to do his thing and the rest. Um, also ran a Get God course as a follow part of a follow-up um, to school's mission that uh, Message Tribe had done in Hattersley. Um, so right on the on the border of where we were, Motram Evangelical Church is Hattersley uh, Estate, um, and it was an estate we'd we'd always had a relationship, but never really been able to establish strong uh, ongoing youth work um, in the estate. Um, so when I heard of, of Withenshaw Eden in, in 96, 97 at the Soul Survivor events, um, I went up to Andy after one of them and, and said, you know, that's exactly what we need to do in, in Hattersley. We're, we're kind of not, it's not working as a church kind of going in and out. We need to kind of embed the team um, in Hattersley. And Andy said, well, let's talk further. Um, I said, well, we, we should, we can do but um, I'm already planning to go to South Africa for, for a couple of years. Um, so maybe when I get back, we can, we can look at Eden. And that seemed to suit the time scale of message uh, with, with Withenshaw just taking off and a whole lot of other stuff going on. Um, so unbeknownst to any of us, at that time, my two-year stint in South Africa it ended up being 15, 16 odd years. Um, and uh, Andy tried uh, you know, to recruit me back when, when the church eventually, she did go ahead and do Eden um, in Hattersley, um, and yeah, fantastically, they've gone they've gone ahead. Eden uh, has developed a Hattersley Community Church. It's now Hattersley Life Centre as well, um, and there's a very strong partnership with Motram Church. and And so, you know, big lesson really. It didn't didn't need me after all, but we did at that stage. Uh, so vision, and obviously, I've I've uh, followed that journey very closely, yeah, because of uh, my ongoing relationship with uh, Motram Church and now with Hattersley church as well that's fantastic and what then actually took you out to south africa then so obviously you've been out there 15 years what was the thing that kind of called you to go out there originally well originally it it was i I came out to do two years youth work with a church um that was that was just looking to engage in youth ministry and also having to uh, adapt to becoming a more to the to the kind of post-apartheid era and we were looking for for ways to become more more effective in reaching diverse young people so um i had a bit of a background in sports ministry uh, with within my with within what i'd done in tameside and and in around manchester um so we kind of i came over really to to work uh with the church-based youth and to begin outreach programs across culturally in some of the more impoverished communities of Cape Town. Um, so that's what brought me out here. I think, you know, selfishly for me, it was a chance to get a couple of years experience in, a, in another country, a country I've always been fascinated with. Um, I had relatives out here and it was through them, the door was opened up. Um, but it was, you know, initially my intention was literally just get a bit more grounding, a bit more experience. I was going to do some Bible college training, um, then come back to Manchester. That was the plan. Um, God had other plans, brought a wonderful lady, South African lady into my life. We got married, um, but I also fell in love just with the ministry environment, the challenges of working out here in South Africa. And and uh, and also as I began to develop more sports ministry, um, which is what God kind of led me into in those early years, um, took me into other African countries um, and just got this real passion through, through this vehicle of, of sport for building relationships with young people and particularly young leaders and being able to invest in their lives. Um, so so it was a really steep learning curve for me in terms of coming and doing cross-cultural ministry, but it was one I was, I was thriving in and loved. That's amazing. And uh, so how did you kind of connect up with the message then? Obviously, I know you're the, the ministry that you were involved in that looked like that time was coming to an end with those guys. But then you somehow found out about the message and, and the fact that we were interested in doing some work in South Africa. Yeah. Um, so because I'd, I'd been so Motram Evangelical Church and and then Hattersley Community Church, because I'd maintained a strong relationship with both those churches um whenever i was i was back in the uk visiting or whatever 
but um, I would try and pop in at Message HQ, kept a relationship with Andy, even though he liked to call me Jonah, disobeying God's will and, and on the <laughs> other side of the on the other side of the world. Um, it, it, you know, but there was a there was always there's a connection there. I was always really encouraged by by just being around Message and seeing what God God was doing. Um, and then really as the Eden Network began to grow, I think probably 2008, 2009, um, a couple of conversations about how I felt God was leading me in terms of community transformation and community engagement. Um, here in South Africa, there seems to be a lot of parallels between how we felt God was leading us in terms of missions and direction with what um, message was, was doing through the Eden Network and the growth of the network. So, I mean, a whole lot of circumstances can, then kind of came together in 2011, early 2012, that, that led us to, uh, to, so I offered when, when Andy started talking about, well, now maybe God's calling them to go internationally. Um, I said, well, you know, we'd gladly host you in South Africa, um, see how uh, and I'd open up whatever doors we can for you in terms of relationships and just be part of the conversation. Mm. At that point, I had no idea that God had a full-time role in, in mind or, or how it would uh, all pan out, but I was really excited just to, just to be part of that conversation. Initially, it was about bringing Eden here, and then as it became uh, clearer that there was the broader kind of message mandate, including prisons, including enterprise, um, for me it just seemed, yeah, the timing was right, um, it was a perfect fit, uh, um, and we, we just received uh, an overwhelming uh, sense of um, confirmation and affirmation from existing churches and ministries that now was a good time for message to come into South Africa particularly into Cape Town. Um, so that, that, that whole process went on for over about a six-month year process um, until, until me starting you know, officially in September last year and then um, in, uh, in February now having, having launched Message, mm-hmm. Message SA. Yeah. And you, you actually moved to Cape Town to do that role as well, didn't you? Because you weren't living in Cape Town um, before that. Yeah, so I th- I'd spent 10 years in Cape, well, eight, eight, nine years in Cape Town from 1998 till 2006, 2007. Um, and then me and my family, we moved up to Pretoria, which is near Johannesburg, um, because we were, I was quite involved in a national outreach um, related to the World Cup in South Africa in 2010 called The Ultimate Goal. So being in Johannesburg was more strategic and I was doing quite a bit of travel into other African countries as well. Um, so... So we'd been away from Cape Town for five, six years and, and never really thought that we'd be coming back here. If anything, we thought God might take my family and I further, further north into Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, that was one of the things we had to work through about coming back to Cape Town. So we relocated. Um, but it, the God's guidance was, was so clear in this. Um, and, and there was a saying someone gave us one, one example is someone gave us just a word just that God was putting us in a a sling and, and bringing us back to, to kind of where we'd started from in order for us to be in order for there to be a greater momentum of pulsion um into the future and and um it's really felt that way i mean i think coming back to cape town and the move has gone phenomenally well um, we've settled in quickly existing relationships we've had have, have been thriving and there's just been the sense of god's god's fingerprints and blessing um all over everything you know from the practical details of moving house through to establishing ministry through to partner churches uh through to all the opportunities that we're seeing in front of us that's amazing it'll be good to talk about those kind of three areas then really because i know those are the ones that you're sort of pushing ahead with straight away as far as yeah. um kind of eden um uh, the sort of enterprise stuff but but let's start with prisons so mm-hmm. uh prison work in south africa um is very different isn't it from the uk because the the, the way the prisons are run and the conditions are very different aren't they yeah they are and and um i mean I mean, the prisons here are chronically overcrowded and correctional services are, are stretched. Um, there's, um, uh, you know, a different format, particularly within the older prisons of, 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 of prisoners being held in, in communal cells, which can be any, anything up to 40, 50 inmates in one dormitory um, rather than individual cells uh, and that tends to throw a mix of uh, you know, kind of um, you know, crimes together from those who've done more petty through to very serious 
obvious offenders and um and and then to 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 make everything worse is that there's an entrenched gang system um within the prisons over here that that in some prisons pretty much uh, run or control what happens within those prisons um and there's like there's a very there's a very violent uh, um um kind of uh, under you know there's a lot of violence underpins what goes on within those gangs um as well so so there is a there's a great challenge on that level but having said that on the other side there's also a uh, you know because of um the the challenges of the environment the you know the governments and are very open to ngos and christian organizations um working within the prisons so there's very good access um which provides us with good opportunity um so that's uh so again that is i guess the positive spin-off from from that is that we have um, really good access mm. um and and um and actually message ourselves now have a a very very good relationship with the Department of Correctional Services so much so that uh, when they heard that we were forming the message that because myself my colleague Mark and Adam I guess between us we've got you know 25 years of prison ministry experience here in South Africa if you mm. add it all together mm. uh, um, so there's you know that we have existing relationships and when they heard that we were doing men message south africa actually drakenstein prison um contacted mark and approached us to to um to to get involved with them to starting a new pre-release unit um so we've 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 got a, a written agreement with the prison about delivering our first our first ongoing program in drakenstein prison um so that's that's very exciting so there are these good dynamic relationships but beyond that as well you know the, the we're engaging with the prison authorities on on the challenges of reintegration um, of of um, offenders once they finish the term and come out on parole, um, so massive challenges. I know it's around the world that is a major challenge. But the interesting thing has been that that when the prison authorities um, have heard about our plans for Eden and our plans. For for enterprise they've become almost more excited about what we're going to be offering for prisoners once they get out of prison uh than, than what we're going to be doing within the prison so so there's this nice seamless you know or we, what we're hoping will become a seamless yeah. flow in what we'll be doing that connects the kind of reaching the last least and lost in the prison a dynamic kind of environment of of evangelism and discipleship plus practical skills training so on that we're planning on delivering within prison but then each each offender that we're working with actually having a plan for their release um in order that will include a partnership with the local church probably involve you know an eden relationship um uh you know involvement with the family and community that each inmate comes from and then the opportunity through enterprise and so on so so there's a, a very at the moment a, 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 you know what i can only describe as a you know a, a strong warmth mm-hmm. <laughs> uh towards us what we're doing and and see and and there's the existing prison ministries as well and churches are are really buying in to this and seeing that there's this niche that we can fit and yeah. fill um, that is going to serve the bigger picture as well as obviously propel forward message ministry. Absolutely. And, and, as, and as in the UK, the kind of enterprise kind of work that we do is is a response to the good work that we've been doing in prisons for years and years and years. And, and, and that's that's going to you know, be the same with you guys as well, isn't it? That the people that you're working with the prison is going to get filtered into to, to enterprise. So just tell us a little bit about the kind of what the enterprise could maybe look like for South Africa. Obviously, we've got a number of businesses here, um, you know, cafe and hair and beauty business, bike business and, and, and a um, sort of building maintenance company. What sort of what does enterprise look like um, for South Africa? What, what type of things are you starting to look at? Yeah, um, we so last week we had a really interesting discussion. We called together about uh, 12, 13 Christian business people uh, who've experienced some experience in enterprise development, some are entrepreneurs, some are non-profits giving training in in uh, in job uh, job readiness, um, and really just put it on the floor. We sh- showed them the UK that you know the Manchester Enterprise Centre model. Talked a bit about that. And talked about some of our strategic thinking about what that could look like here, and got a lot of input um, based based upon that from from the guys on the floor. So we're we're busy processing this. this is all hot off the press <laughs> at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, what came out of that was you know the need for us fair 
fairly soon our, our goal will be to do to, to work on two levels that will then lead towards having the physical center in, in a fairly short space of time but the first goal will be to begin uh, our own our own probably one business uh, um, initially um, that will that will develop the hard skills of guys coming out of prison or even some of the guys we're already mentoring here out of prison yeah. uh, and give them a job you know that will be uh, and disciple them through through employment and so we're looking at uh what will be the right business to start with with thinking possibly building maintenance or uh handyman kind of work um we're we're, we're possibly exploring that we're exploring other options as well yeah. but but to, to push on with one uh, one business um in the in the fairly soon that can employ people uh, in the near future um beyond that we're also looking at an apprenticeship scheme that will uh and it w- will help us work with existing businesses who are willing to employ um, uh, ex-prisoners. Um, and that apprenticeship scheme will mean either that the guys work with us for a period of time as we prepare them to go and work for employment, or we work hand-in-hand with an existing Probably we're looking at small, medium businesses yeah. um, so that we can maintain that hands-on approach and, and see it view as part of discipleship and not just providing a job so the two go for us going hand in hand so so um that's what we're looking at as and at the same time we're we're beginning to look for the right accommodation for our enterprise center um which will which will then serve all purposes for message sa serve as an office base um provide serve as a training center for guys who are coming out of prison and guys with we you know we're also looking at tackling the unemployment issue issues in the communities where Eden is going to be based. Um, so a training environment for job preparedness and skills development at the Enterprise Centre, as well as then to run, you know, by next year, two or three businesses um, out of our, out of our centre. So we've got this staggered approach, but we're very clear on what the end goal needs to be. That sounds amazing. Sounds really good. So going on to kind of the sort of the, the last area, last area is that sort of Eden then. So um, yeah. Andy was saying earlier on in the, uh, on the, in the flow podcast, just how well that the exploring Eden evening had gone when he was over there uh, just a yeah. few weeks ago. So you've got a lot of people interested, which kind of feels very much like the early days of Eden here in the UK as well, which is amazing to have so many people who mm-hmm. are interested in joining the team. Yeah, so, so Eden Salt River is in this, uh, we're in the recruitment process out of exploring Eden, what, 60, 70 people. We've got, you know, uh, um, we've got, I think, about 18 um, expression of interest forms and then that will whittle down to the crack team of, of 10 to 12 who will move into Salt River. Um, so, and Jubilee Church, who are the, the host church for Eden Salt River, have just been fantastic that, you know, it's part of their core vision and it's, their vision is continually reinforced in all communication from the front of church and through and filtered through um, which considering it's a big church um, they with so many a lot of things going on they've really prioritized Eden this year um, um, so that's been exciting we're on the verge of appointing a, a, a team leader we're in a final throes of that process so so a lot of things are coming together. Um, so exciting for that. And, and I think because of the enthusiasm, um, I mean, the, the nice thing about this first Eden is that probably 90 to 95 percent of the Eden team will be existing members of the Jubilee Church yeah. relocating to Salt River um, as, you know, so moving from being uh, commuters to the church uh, from the suburbs to actually now moving in this kind of you know part of the the uh, the uh, greater city sprawl of of Cape Town and which of which Salt River is a unique uh, community that 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 we this this evening is focused on but so but we've also had and I think I want to underline this we've also had a lot of interest from internationals um, inquiring about e- Eden uh, in South Africa, um, a number of inquiries from the UK. Um, and this is in part of the reason that we feel encouraged to push on with our second plans for our second Eden. Um, and uh, Eden Pelican Park, uh, I'm pleased to announce today to you, Ian, is, is well, I just came from meeting a church, um, yeah. Cape Gateway International, fully bought into Eden. Pelican wow. Park is a, a quite a different community in some ways from Salt River, located a bit further away from the city. Uh, but that church is really keen on having internationals, because it's a smaller church, uh, come on, on Eden, South Africa, um, and, and join with locals. So we, we're, we're seeing an over, you know, the overspill of the enthusiasm 
Freed and Salt River, we actually want to channel that now into this into our second Eden, which which will uh, Lord willing be launched next year in Eden Eden Pelican Park. So. So, so yeah. So while this, while we're kind of riding this wave, we feel we need to keep on going, and and uh, and also, you know, early early talks with two other churches again in quite different communities yeah. of what Eden would look like with them. So so yeah, there's there is this enthusiasm, and there's there's this sense. That enough, it's it's something that ho- the Holy Spirit has been stirring in people's hearts for a period of time. But haven't quite had the, the 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 knowledge or experience to know how to channel that into action in terms of, in terms of relocating into tough communities. Um, so as as Eden comes along with a track record and with a process, and also the most importantly the, the bringing together of teams who are living in community within these neighbourhoods, um, it seems that that is really encouraging people to take the to take the steps of faith necessary. That's amazing, and I guess you know, as as people listening to this, the sort of the idea really, isn't it, that that we start in Cape Town and then we do other cities uh, around South Africa and and even further into into the the continent of Africa. That's the plan, isn't it? Yeah, it's the plan, and I think even within this this mix of prison work, enterprise, and and Eden, we're actually not seeing them as. Th- three different uh, uh, departments. We actually yeah. see them as all interlocked in a community yeah. transformation sh- strategy. Yeah. And so as Eden is, will, will maybe enable us to expand into other cities, the Enterprise Centre will, will, will continue to feed in terms of job creation initiatives and, and prisons ministry continues to help us reaching the, the, the last, least and lost. And again, there's already interest. I mean, one pastor's talking to us about Mozambique and others are talking about other countries we know we need to get the model right here in Cape Town that's going to take a few years um, but I think the, the you know there are those watching to see how this develops so that and then see how it can be replicated elsewhere um, and I think as well with when Andy was over here for the launch the other thing again that was and and Jahazel was just here yeah. last week and Jahazel was brilliant um, and we've recognized that that um, the creative arts and, and creative mission mm-hmm. um, including things like sports mission dance drama music um, will all have a massive role to play as well because Absolutely, each yeah. of these areas the prison and Eden in particular is an environment for evangelism and we want to be able to serve the churches in that way uh, um, and so you know so we are uh, looking at what that now looks like over this next year year as well as just ensuring that there's this mission edge and carrying that kind of message UK DNA um, uh, that has always kept kept those mission teams at the heart of what's being done. Uh, what does that look like for us here while well, we're beginning to explore that uh, as well? Fantastic. Well, it's all extremely exciting, Tim. This this sounds like it's just it's going very well, and and loads of incredible things coming up on uh, in the next few months as well. So, what well, just give us a couple of things that people can be praying for because uh, you know our supporters listen to this podcast and they and they do pray for us a lot. So, what are the kind of things that people can be praying for you guys specifically? Yeah, I think our first prayer request at the moment is just around people. I think we are. At the moment, the team is small. It's three of us, and we're pretty stretched. Um, so we're in the process of recruiting um, in administration. It, obviously, the Eden team leaders I've mentioned before, but also some extra hands and feet for the prison work um, um, and someone to project manage and oversee the enterprise development side. So there's three or four key positions that we're seeking to fulfill. To, to fill. Um, so that is a, a major prayer request um, at the moment. Um, on the financial sides, God's really blessed us. The, the launch event, there was some significant support came through. So that's just increased our faith for more finance. And so we've got a, uh, you know, a faith target to deliver what we're looking at delivering for this year. So I guess that's a that's continued prayer um, around that. And then and then on the ground, really, as as Eden Salt River starts and as the prison pre-release program starts. Um, that that God will really um, use our guys, but also also give us the right strategy and right approach. Uh, um, you know, there is a danger that we we take on too much and and lose the quality of the, the ministry that we're seeking to do. So mm. so just that we'll be wise um, in the things that we the, the things that we take on and be able to do a really thorough job in in our in our work. So I think those are the probably the three key areas at the moment for prayer. That's brilliant. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Tim. We really appreciate it. 
Thanks, Ian. Cheers. Cheers, now. Okay, so I'm now joined by In Your Face Theatre Company. Whoop, Afternoon, whoop. Fantastic. Leaving the best or last on the podcast. Absolutely. Fine, yeah, well, it's sort of very true, isn't it? Absolutely. And returning to the podcast, you've been on it before as well, haven't you? So if you've listened to uh, these guys, you'll you'll know a little bit about them. But let's just kick off, Matt, by just saying a little bit about what In Your Face is, what type of things you do for those maybe who have never heard of you before. So In Your Face is a professional theatre company. So we travel up and down the country all the time uh, performing shows. And I guess we've kind of recently been known for turning um, old stories but putting, a, 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 I guess, a fresh twist on them. So, for example, um, our, our previous tour that we've just done was called Town Called Malice and it looked at this whole idea of... Um, a racist family and how they deal with uh, an asylum seeker in the community but actually the story that we borrowed from was the story of the Good Samaritan so we always kind of use like a, a I guess an ancient or an older story mm. um, from the Bible and then put a, a contemporary twist on it. Mm. That's cool and that's what you've just done with your current show as well Home Emily so just tell us a bit about what the current show is that you're touring and kind of how that came together. Yep yeah, sure um, well at the moment we're doing um, an adaptation of the Easter story called um, Smile Away. So, um, yeah, we kind of... Uh, it's a modern version using dance and drama. So it's our first collaboration, yeah. Ian, with their Square One Dance Crew, in-house message uh, dance crew team. And that's just been um, brilliant. So we've been um, doing... Uh, a modern look of that in terms of looking at the creation story um, looking how it all went wrong and then and then kind of going straight into today and what the world yeah. looks like today um, and finishing off with this kind of whistle stop tour as we like to say of um, yeah the uh, life um, death and resurrection of Jesus um, and and the res- and God's response to uh, the world today um, and it's called smile away because we've used a, a metaphor of um, Imagine if the idea that that we were created to bring a smile to mm. the earth, mm. um, but somehow somewhere down the line it went wrong. Well, this is the idea of um, Jesus comes back as joy to bring a smile back to the world, and then his followers also contribute to bringing the smile back to the world. That's cool. And this time you're not actually touring with it, are you? It's not. Matt? So you're not acting this time. I'm not because um, because as great a dancer as I am at the Macarena, <laughs> I just didn't quite cut it for the dance performance. No, I'm actually um, I, I'm kind of pre- um, starting the groundwork for producing our future work whilst yeah. um, this goes on tour at the minute, which we'll talk about a little bit later because it's quite exciting. Mm-hmm. So with this one, I we watched it at Pre Day so uh, last week. And I was just blown away by it. It was incredible. So good job. Thanks, Ian. Um, Particularly that all our dancers in uh, Square One can act, which is amazing. And Emily, you can dance, which is amazing. I know. It It was amazing. Tail feather. So it is great to have the two teams working together, isn't it? And uh, having that collaboration really is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's added a whole new energy, hasn't it, Um, to it visually as well. Mm. It has been, yeah, it's been good to get my dancing pumps back on because, you know, I did theatre school training back in 2006. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to to be doing it again. It's nice to have the challenge of, uh, yeah, looking at new ways of storytelling using something like dance. It's been amazing. Yeah. I've always loved uh, visual theatre and I, I, and I love yeah. dance performances actually I go yeah. to see a lot of them but I'm not a dancer myself so the yeah. idea of us joining with the dance crew was just great yeah. because I think um, I love the visual aspect that there's times in this show where it's completely off script so there's n- nobody saying anything but it's it, but it's an integral part to the storytelling so it's all mm. being the story's being told through um, lucid movement and dance and rhythm and stuff which I love and I think it brings yeah. an extra dimension into it yeah. yeah and i think people that have watched it particularly in schools they, they've commented on that haven't they how they've loved out yeah, it definitely. doesn't feel like a bit of acting then a bit of dancing it feels like they're both working yeah. together to tell the story yeah 
And I might be getting a bit too overexcited, but I feel <laughs> like we're stepping on some new territory, actually, with, with this. Because I know you've got physical theatre, yeah. I know you've got musical theatre, which is obviously dancing and singing uh, through a story. But I think the way that we're using dance all the way through, along with, you know, that storytelling, that acting storytelling is... It's quite different, and I think that's what a lot of people yeah. are finding. Like they've never seen anything quite like it. Yeah, and that's definitely my experience watching it as well as a punter. You know, kind of I w- when you know, obviously been talking about doing this for a little while now, and kind of seen a little bit of rehearsal and stuff. But actually seeing it as a full performance, it it wasn't what I expected, and and it was very different. And mm-hmm. like it really. Yeah, it worked. Uh, that's the thing. Because I, I, you never know where these things are going to work when you do something, doing something different. And it really does work, yeah. doesn't it? And yeah. I think the whole thing was it, it was always the aim was to be as visual as possible. So mm-hmm. the, there's an, an added element where we've got um, Matthew Wilson, who's a professional illustrator who mm-hmm. works here at The Message. And he, he's just kind of, I guess, all the, the, the backdrop in the set has all been illustrated by him. But it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. been recorded. So it comes, all the illustrations come up as the performance is happening, which I think is really effective. Yeah, no, it does look it does look great. So obviously that's on tour at the moment, so that's going into schools. Um, some churches are booking it as well, so yeah, aren't they? Yeah, so we've been in some churches, and yeah, so free in May as well, so it's been extended. Absolutely. So, so check out the website as far as what dates are already there, So, um, but also if you're listening to this thinking, that sounds like the kind of thing I'd like in my church, then give us a call on our normal number, go to the website, message.org.uk, all the information's on there. Get in contact with us and book it. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. It's very good. Um, so the one of the other things that you guys do is um, is Word for You Today, um, which people maybe know about. So this is uh, in partnership with UCB, both um, sort of adapting the uh, the adult version and uh, and also doing the recording as well for the podcast for that. So how's all that going? It's, it's going really... It, do you know what? It, it blows me away. Um that you, you sit down to write one of these uh, Bible notes or you sit down to kind of record them and you just don't know who's going to be listening mm. to it mm. because they, they literally go around the world now. So um, so the, the Bible notes are going to, I know they go to Australia now, they go to the Philippines, they go to parts of Africa. So mm. you're writing something that has got a lot of reach. Mm. And then the, the recordings, that I think they're regularly in the, um, the iTunes um, Top 10 of yeah. Christian yeah. Uh, podcast and stuff and we get we get loads of emails sent our way via UCB for the the impact it's been having uh, one of my favorite stories is this um a, a family up in Scotland who who, um, who emailed in to say that that the son's just really not interested in church anymore. The, the one thing that they do do though is before every meal time they, they listen to a podcast and it's the only thing that connects wow. with them. Which I think is just a beautiful thing yeah, to, to know that we're part of mm. you know the, this guy's devotionals. Mm. Yeah, and as I say, it gets hundreds of thousand downloads. You know, so I think we kind of went over about two or three million downloads a while back. So it, you know, since we started doing it so it is literally making a massive difference in people's lives so again if you go to itunes just to put in word for you today and it comes up and you can subscribe to that and if there's members in your family you know who kind of want to connect with the bible in that way you can obviously have it on your your phone and stuff as well so as well yeah, and it's, it originally it was written with young people in mind but yeah. after doing a bit of research and stuff you know young people still is the the prime goal but there are a lot of people that are not particularly young and still kind <laughs> of um tune in and getting something out of it so you know check it out even if you're above your teens (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah so the other thing we're going to talk about then is this the you kind of touched on earlier on there's a a new project that you guys are working on at the moment which is coming out later on the year just tell us a little bit about what that looks like well, we're almost looking for stories, I guess, that, that connect young people in particular um, with with God's overall story. And obviously, um, with it being 2014, it's now 100 years since the beginning of uh, the First World War. I mean, at the church, especially with um, Hope 14 and all those initiatives, there's a lot going mm-hmm. on to commemorate it. And we were just looking for a story that would connect with young people as well, that would commemorate it. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, the thing that sprang to mind was the um, the unofficial Christmas truce of um, of nineteen fourteen, where mm. literally the, the 
opposing soldiers, just the downed weapons they met in no man's land, and they had a carol service and sang prayers, and and then eventually some of them played football. And I just think that's just an amazing mm-hmm. story. And for me, yeah. it really opens up this whole question of you know when people say, well, where's God when it hurts? What about war and stuff? And I, I see an example like that, and I think, mm. where's God in a time of war? There he is mm. in the middle of no man's land. Who knows? The war could have even ended in that time mm. had you know. Um, the generals and stuff not stepped in so mm. yeah so we're looking to produce that as as a piece of theatre towards christmas time so it'll be it'll do a couple of things it'll commemorate it but also mm. i guess be an alternative uh, christmas carol service really mm. yeah and i guess it's one of the resources that is going to get used um, obviously a lot of people know about kind of the what happened in uh, 2008 with hope 2008 and there's hope 2014 running this year um, which you can check out their website as well and this is kind of one of the things that they're doing and it kind of fits in with that as well doesn't it as far as the christmas carol services that that they're wanting to see happen across the nation uh, at the end of this year to commemorate the uh, first world war yeah lots going on and i think it's definitely a time for the church to to pipe up and have a say I think. absolutely so yeah keep checking out the website and again that is going to be on tour it's going to be going to schools um and obviously churches as well that's the plan isn't it yeah it is yeah Good stuff. So anything uh, you guys want prayer for at the moment? Uh, loads of people listening to this. So um, any kind of prayer requests for the stuff that's coming up in the next few months? Yeah, I think uh, with with Smile Away, it would be great to, you know, have prayers for um, health and, mm. uh, um, yeah, keeping stamina up, really. And, um, yeah, having um, lots of um, schools, new school connections, maybe in, in, in May to um, get get us in and get uh, yeah new connections with schools yeah and off the back of Smile Away we performed it in a, a women's prison and off the back of it it's we've just kind of started up a, a theatre course just off the cuff and it's just going really <laughs> well and, yeah, there's, and now the, the prison is saying you know right in with aims and objectives and it might become like a permanent course so you could pray for that mm. and also we're always you know after um like all the initiatives in the message trust it was after funding to keep the the work ongoing yeah absolutely well that's fantastic well please pray for all those things and it's great to have you with us thanks very much thanks mate cheers Bye. bye Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening. And uh, please do check out our website, message.org.uk, where you can find out more information about all the things that we've talked about today. And we'll see you again next month. Thanks. Bye. This love is amazing. Oh, oh, eh, oh, oh, eh, oh, oh. This love is amazing.